Ladies and gentlemen, in our continued effort to break new ground in this new technology called podcasting, we actually have a podcast where Johnny is live from an international destination here on the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Johnny, where are you joining us from today on the podcast? Rosemont. <laughs> More specifically, though, there is international in the title of where you're at. Yes, that's true. I am at the O'Hare International Airport, uh, where behind me there is a United flight loading to go to the international destination of Appleton. <laughs> very, very international. Internationally acclaimed <laughs> Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, you know who you may see at that airport? Our friend, the Big Hurt, as well as Doug Flutie. Yeah, why is that? Because they travel a lot. Because a lot of oh. you know, a lot of they'll show like it twos have to be taken care of in this world after Nugenics. So they're yeah, they're but, constantly but, traveling. Know, yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of women walking walking around. So maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> it could be. It's just a Nugenics fueled airport there at O'Hare, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And there's the Nugenics joke of the day. So we can move on here. The Too Good for Radio podcast. We begin with a couple of follow ups. Uh, I think it was about a year ago we did this story about the guy in Colombia, Johnny. Who married a ragdoll? Remember this? Yes, I do. He actually had been down on his luck in love and then built this human sized ragdoll, like five foot two, married her and everything else. And at the time, we discussed the people who actually showed up and went to the wedding and how ridiculous they were. Well, he's taken it a bit farther now, as apparently over in Colombia, he said that his wife's health had taken a turn for the worse. And had to be, had to call an ambulance to take her in because she was suffering from headaches. His his rag wife took a turn for the worse. The health of his rag wife took a turn for the worse, and this gentleman actually called an ambulance in his home country of Colombia, saying that she had a headache and had fainted. And he said he called the ambulance because I don't want her to die. She is the mother of my daughter. So apparently now she's also had a child. A small rag doll has oh. now been made. And he says he wanted to make sure everything would be be okay, which is why he called the authorities. I really hope the authorities just left him hanging there and just ended this whole thing because it's it, this is a this is a miserable thing for everybody. You would be wrong. The, oh no! The well, because all he said to the ambulance was, "My wife has a headache and has fainted. You need to get here as soon as possible. I don't want my child to be motherless." So, and that's what they found? So so they, they, the ambulance comes out, they rush to his home, and then they find the damn ragdoll. Now, he then made them go through the whole thing of checking to make sure she's okay. And at one point actually had a picture of her in the back of an actual ambulance to assure that all her vitals were okay. Did they did they also bring an ambulance for him and take him to whatever the local Looney Tune place is? They should have, but no. They they no. they continued I don't know what it is with all these people continuing his facade of his love of his marriage to his human sized ragdoll, but at some point someone has to you what you, they should have done is put the paddles on her and lit her on fire, right? <laughs> right? Or when he came to visit, maybe they were using her to mop the floor at the hospital. <laughs> Yes, take her, take her in, and when he goes for coffee, turn her into a mop, her intended purpose, yeah. and be like, oh, man, she is great at domestic. You are the luckiest man alive. She is a fantastic yeah. mopper. 
Thank you for bringing her here. We have these floors have been a mess for weeks, and this is the first time we've had a chance to clean them. So the fact that they actually took her in uh, floored me. Moving on, another follow-up here on a story we did on the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Remember the weirdo from over in England that apparently stuck his wiener in the beak of a seagull? Uh, which one? <laughs> David Lee. Remember the. <laughs> He was the guy. We have so many of these stories. I wasn't sure which one. We yeah, met. he was the drunk guy who people say saw him forcing himself upon a seagull. Right. Um, well, he denies putting his wiener inside the seagull. He's actually done something m- worse, in my opinion. He's actually admitted to this. Here's what he actually did. Um, apparently, according and, and they got new evidence because once this story became public. Some businesses around the area um, shared with them surveillance footage. And what they ended up seeing was something so obscene and so ridiculous that I think he should go away for even longer than he was going to with the wiener in the, in the beak. Because what he said is he chased one bird before picking up a smaller gull, gull and was caught on the closed caption TV looking at his phone while holding the bird between his legs and whipping up a batch of thunder. Ow. Once that ended, he pulled up his uh, pants and gave the bird a little kick at the end. So it's not <laughs> its not bad enough. Now, when first br- brought in, he said, oh, no, the reason why I had the, the, the phone out was I was looking for a vet's phone number. But when they – go ahead. You should at least take the bird out for brunch the next morning. You don't kick it in the face. No, but here's the thing. When they were able to zoom in, this is how great technology is, how good some of these cameras are. When they able to zoom in and then they got his phone, they realized he was actually looking at adult websites while he had the bird between his legs doing the dirty dingo stuff. Wow, and that was the only way he could figure out how to, how to handle that. Apparently so. They say uh, chairman of the bench, Faye Gilbert, told Lee, quote, the word bizarre has been used on more than one occasion. I have to say that as an experienced magistrate, it's one of the most unusual cases we've come across. You can't say that in the magistrate's (laughs) court. Uh, We do find this to be a deliberate or gratuitous attempt to cause suffering to an animal or shall we say a bird. And therefore, we feel that a psychiatric report would be the most appropriate in this particular case. So he's going to undergo psychiatric counseling and no jail time as of yet but he should be locked up for a very long time for what he did to that poor bird well had he been in utah uh he might not have had the opportunity to even get to the site richard why is that johnny well uh it's an interesting turntables have turned here where um, Utah was trying to enact a law where uh, in order to get onto adult websites, you would have to supply some information to prove you're adult enough to go onto the adult websites. Okay. And, uh, and that, is, that, that brings up so many complications. And so Pornhub has turned around and just said, all right, if you're in Utah, you just can't come to our site anymore. So, so Pornhub has banned what? all of Utah. See, when, your I, site. when I first read this story, I thought it was the government of Utah banning Pornhub, but it's the exact opposite. Pornhub is saying it's too much to deal with all the red tape in Utah, so Utah, you just don't get any Pornhub. 
That's right. Uh, earlier this year, the legislature and Utah Governor Spencer Cox. No, that that's that's wrong. That's his actual name. Yes. The guy leading the charge against porn <laughs> in the in the state is last name of Cox. He is leading the charge with his sword out front. That's a guy who's on eugenics. He really is. Uh, Signed a bill which requires adult sites to use some sort of age verification system, and it it got passed. Um, And then Pornhub said, giving your ID card for every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting users in fact it uh, you know they you know they go on this whole thing about you know now you've got your now you've got your ID floating around out there on any number of, of sites um, and uh, from keeping people from accessing Pornhub they'll be driven and said to sites that simply choose to not comply with the law and that may be more dangerous because they have the the good wholesome Right. Pornography. That would be even more dangerous to them because Lord knows we have standards here at Pornhub, unlike those other unsavory websites with that particular material. And, of course, you know, the, the question that comes up is, well, can't you just get a VPN and go around it and say that your computer is in another location? Um, and, uh, and, of course, the answer is you absolutely could. Uh, but somebody immediately commented, America is still America. We shouldn't have to lie about where we are in order to use free speech. And by free speech, I mean pornography. It always comes back to that, right? Yeah. It's America. Uh, I need my freedom from... And by the way, to Pornhub's credit and their account, when you are looking for that particular type of website, the last thing you want to do is punch in more numbers and also pull out an ID. There's something else that's already going on in that particular situation. (laughs) Really? I mean, who knows where your wallet even is at that point? <laughs> when, you, when, you've got, when you've gotten to that point, you're yeah. ju- there's a specific per- – it's not something you happen upon, like, you know, where you maybe window shop or whatever, and you're like, oh, I mm. found something on Amazon or whatever. I better go get my credit card. When yeah. your specific purpose is that, the last thing you want is extra steps. Yeah, your wallet is in the pants that you left in the hallway before <laughs> you even started doing whatever you were doing. Correct. By the way, how are people reacting to this around you, out of context? I am I am hoping to God that the woman that's sitting next to me doesn't speak English. Because <laughs> she, hasn't, she hasn't turned around yet. Okay, I'm good. not entirely sure. I love how... I really, I really feel bad. I feel weird. <laughs> I was going to say, I love how we have one of the more sexually explicit Too Good for Radio podcasts when you are in public at the International Airport. I swear to God, I came here because there was nobody even sitting anywhere near me, and I and I sat at the most uncomfortable chair that's kind of like right in in the pathway of a lot of you know where you wouldn't normally sit just because it's a bad chair. Right, and bad thought, bad area. I'll be I'll be safe here. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> she likes what you're picking up, what you're putting down. She knows I the so. she knows the eugenics. She'll like it too. Do you listen to podcasts, ma'am? Do you do you listen to podcasts at all? We have a really good one. It's uh, it's too good for radio. So, and so the end. Basically, to wrap things up, there. If you're in Utah, or if you plan on vacationing there, no Pornhub for you. Although I don't know why you'd be looking on Pornhub on vacation. Usually, vacation means um, that you're going to probably get some. And I guess when you log on in Utah, you you don't get you obviously don't get to the site, but they send you to a different site that just has a video of an adult star saying, "I'm sorry, Utah sucks, so you can't see this." Oh my! Isn't that even worse in that moment? Yeah. Of, if, if you forget about it and you go there, and then you just see that, and you go, "Oh, 
go complain to Governor Cox. <laughs> the reason why <laughs> the reason why you can't get your porn, you you know what they should have? You've been Cox blocked. <laughs> Is what they should. Pornhub, if you're yeah. listening, we want money off that. Make the T-shirts. Hey, Utah, you've been Cox blocked. That's fantastic. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Um, you you brought up a thing when you were sending me some of the stories you had for this week's podcast of of someone who claims, and I didn't realize this was a thing. I knew there was a lot of phobias out there in the world, but I didn't realize there's something called hot phobia. Well, let me uh, introduce you to Kirole Chavez, 21 years old, who is an adult entertainer on OnlyFans. Of course she is. And she just wanted to go to the grocery store. And so she goes to the grocery store wearing skimpy shorts and a uh, a, um, tank top that's pretty much... You know, not even a tank top. It's just kind of there. It's there because of social norms, but it's not covering as much as you probably would want. More more tank than top is coming out there. (laughs) Um, Some bazooms. Okay. Uh, and they and so she goes to the grocery store and they uh, they kick her out. She claims that she was minding her own business when she noticed other customers giving her quote hostile looks and aggressive insults. Um, and she says, "Just came from the supermarket and was bullied for wearing too short clothes. Some people looked with prejudice, others cursed me, and finally I was kicked out." Do you believe it? I think it's absurd that women are still treated this way because we uh, dress how we want. Uh, the truth is, we go through it because we're too hot. I don't think. Okay, there's 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 a couple of things going on here. One, I think that that argument is out the door. It, it, you're not getting yelled at because you're too hot, right? People aren't people aren't staring at you going, "Oh my God, I can't shop here because that is the one of the most attractive people I've ever seen, and I cannot handle that." It's the choice. And I see her point of like, hey, I'm going to wear what I want to wear, but it's a grocery store. There, there, there may be kids there, and I get it that, you know, there are situations to where, oh, I forgot something, just have to run in. But come on. To, to say it's because it's hot phobia and not because maybe you're not wearing enough clothes, that, that's where her argument goes awry, in my opinion. And I'm really now intrigued by this new company that I've heard of <laughs> just, just in this very moment. Uh, she said she told her story to Nude PR, um, which I, I'm, I'm, that needs to be maybe a, a topic for next week's edition is to find out exactly what Nude PR does for the, for the nude industry. Um, but she says, I felt offended by the gratuitous hate I received. Uh, I think all these insults have more to do with the hot woman phobia that I face on a daily basis. Now, I will say, you don't need to be hurling insults at her. I think sometimes we take it a bit too far. You could maybe give a glance and be like, I don't know if I'd be wearing that to, to the grocery store. But hot girl phobia that she has to tell you on a daily, daily basis? This, this seems like she was... I have a feeling that she was shooting all this as part of an OnlyFans video of she was going to do something with something in the produce section. <laughs> something with the something with the nugenics with the something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another woman apparently went viral early, earlier this year when she uh, got candid about the ugly side uh, to pretty privilege, claiming she's had to drastically alter her life because she is just 
too damn hot. Lady, I feel you. I know what that's like. If there's one person that knows about that, can feel your pain, it is one Johnny Molson. That's why it's so lonely out there sometimes. When you're yeah, when you're that is. damn pretty, it's really, really lonely. And yeah, uh, that's, that's why nobody's looking at me while I'm doing this nude podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's an obscene podcast in the middle of O'Hare. <laughs> That's right, because you're just you're just too pretty. I, like I said, I, your eyes. Yes, please, please now look at me. Like I said, I think it's more about outfit choice than it is hotness in that particular instance. But if you see it, that's the other part about it is too. I do see her point. Why would you go out of the way to then hurl insults at someone? Right. If you don't like what they're wearing, you don't like what they're wearing. Just go about your business and and you know finish your grocery shopping. The, the people who take their time out of their day to verbally run down the person, just tell someone that works at the grocery store being like, hey, you know, kids are around. She's making me feel a little uncomfortable. Could you address it? Yeah, Carnival is next week. <laughs> exactly. Not, uh, not in the grocery store. And finally, on the Too Good for Radio podcast, I don't know about you, Johnny, but early this week when the news broke that one... Mr. Gordon Lightfoot had passed away. The amount of people that tagged us on Facebook and the individual text I got was was kind of dumbfounding to me. Like, I understand we had our issues with old Gordo over the years, but when he died, many people thought to immediately go to us because of the oh, passing I, of Gordon. I, I think I think that's perfectly I think that's perfectly reasonable. I think we would need to be the first to know. I mean, who, who, you know, it's not like that's not like there's going to be a lengthy retrospective on his amazing life of making people miserable. Uh, I think it, who else is going to comment on his life but us? Well, that's it. That's the thing where I thought to myself then I was like, there are certain individuals that if Hamburger Jones were to die, <laughs> let's hope that never happens. You know, because we'd actually mourn that death instead of celebrate the passing of Gordon Lightfoot. There are just certain, it's just weird that, you know, certain celebrities get kind of put in and associated with us. And Gordon Lightfoot was one of them. And uh, as the as the sh- chef said or the cook said in the Wreck of the Evans Fitzgerald song, I wish I could say it was good to know, good to know you, Gordon, but I don't know if it was or not. I love the various headlines from uh, across the country. Uh, New York Times, Gordon Lightfoot's wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, an unlikely hit. hit. Uh, singer Gordon Lightfoot, a Canadian rare talent, dies at 84. Um, Canadian rare talent. By the way, did you see Getty Lee of Rush? I, You know, Rush is one of those niche bands for, like, big music nerds, and everyone loves their musicianship. I believe Getty Lee said that Gordon Lightfoot may be one of the greatest Canadians ever. Oh, my God, Getty Lee. Come on. Isn't that a little hyperbole for Gordon Lightfoot? It is, of course it is. Of course it is. Let me ask you this. If you were stuck having to listen, like, this would be a special place in hell. You have to make a choice. You only can listen one or the other for the rest of time. Anne Murray or Gordon Lightfoot, who are you listening to? Oh, and Anne Murray all day. She's Anne Murray all day. Yeah, she's a delight compared to Gordon Lightfoot, isn't she? Oh yeah, yeah. Anne, Anne Murray rolled up with Paul Anka and Brian Adams all all at once. I'll take them all. <laughs> Give me anything but Gordon Lightfoot. One uh, of the most renowned voices to come from Toronto's Yorkville folk club scene. Good, <laughs> you really had to stretch to make that one work, right? You really did. wasn't he the only voice? Like, tell me who else was in the Yorkville <laughs> folk folk music club? Give me one other one other person that had a minor hit, even in Saskatchewan. 
out of that and, club. Is that a thing? I mean, I, I know that you know there was a folk scene in in California and Berkeley and those those kinds of stuff, but I don't know that, that was there a there was a Yorkville, Toronto. There was not. That's not where folk singers come from. No, it's not at all. I mean, he was an unlikely hit, but to your uh, an unlikely guy with hits. But to your point, the, he came out at just the right time, where it was just a suck fest of music. Yeah, they, there was something going on in from like 1973 to 1976. You know, somewhere between uh, you know the end of really cool soul music uh, coming out of Motown, like a uh, Stevie Wonder and all that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden we turned into James Taylor and Gordon Lightfoot and Al. Croce or whoever. I mean, just all, all those. Croce. <laughs> Al Stewart, I think, is the and guy. I don't know. Because an Al, yeah, horrible the, person, too. There's, a, there's an Al in there somewhere. Let me ask you this. There's going to be, right at his funeral, uh, as the hearse drives on, Carefree Highway will be playing in the background, right? I think so. I, and that, that's probably who's going to show up, or just all those infernal, yeah, America and bread and all, everybody Ugh. else. Is if there is what if there is one funeral service, if they do show up, that if something were to happen to where the rest of them could be taken out as well, I would be fine with that. You know, these songs are so miserable and depressing. It's possible that at his service there will be more deaths. <laughs> I, I fully expect that. Well, Phil Collins had his death stare. Gordon Lightfoot had his death songs. They'll, they'll start playing these songs, and people will just say, "What's the point? Why even go on at this point?" Do you think, that, to that point then, do you think there'll be a mad dash to get into the grave before the coffin actually <laughs> gets dropped? Of like, of like uh, what is it, right. lemurs? Or not lemurs, uh, whatever it is that uh, jump off the uh, the cliffs. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. Yeah, so we'll see if lemurs. that... Right, no, not lemurs. What, what am I, what, yeah, I can't think of it either. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I, but you know what I'm talking about, right? They're, they're yeah. the animals that everyone just goes, oh, oh, lemmings, lemmings. Oh, thank, thank God. She'll oh like gosh. it, too. Oh, my See goodness. Happens? You start you start talking about the Yeah, you just, it just he makes he makes your brain mush. <laughs> you know, two intelligent men. We couldn't come up with the word lemming. Much like Damon Fitzgerald, your intelligence sinks when you listen to Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Uh, good riddance. Yes, good riddance to bad rubbish and good riddance to bad podcasts as we wrap up this edition of the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast live from the international mecca that is O'Hare Airport. Johnny Molson, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And uh, safe, safe travels, and we will uh, speak again next week.